Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are... Magraine Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis. Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk. Magnar Skorgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Heavenlit, the fire-kindled, wandering flameosopher. Alright, who wants to recap last episode? I think it should be Ben or Ryan. I think, I okay. think they're the stars. Okay, I thought the other way, but that's alright. Oh, uh, that's okay. I'll do it, I guess. Alright, so um, we start off... We, uh, Margraine, <laughs> Magnar. <laughs> Come on, it's your character, oh, man. Spreading. Wow. All right. Magnar and make sure you leave that in, Sam. Magnar <laughs> and Hibonite, um, we go into the paddy wagon. We get hauled off to the embassy, uh, of the, whoever the queen lady and, uh, Margraine and Zalara search out the warden. Is that what he is? Um, he's the captain of the guard, I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. And tell him what's going on. He realizes that it's very suspicious. So he goes off to warn the Jarl while Margraine and Zalara go to Margraine's palatial mansion. <laughs> Um, I guess that's the same thing. The uh, uh, Zalara gets asked if she's bearing Margraine's child by Margraine's mother. Um, of course, we don't know the answer. But probably not. <laughs> I think I know the answer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, then Magnar and Hibonite attempt to escape prison that they're in this uh, very dark and dank prison that probably has never been used or hasn't been used in a long time. So, no regulation. Yes, non-regulation. <laughs> uh, we escape the cell Flawless. and on our way out we see two guards and the half-orc that captured us coming towards us uh, acting very, well, the half-orc acting very suspiciously. We hide, get caught, and then the half-orc kills the two guards. Tells us to run and we run. After taking the swords of the guards and then uh, the half-orc yells that we murdered two more people so yep and you guys which this time is not true <laughs> this time for once all right so yeah you guys are standing out there in the courtyard and he just yelled that so let's cut back to the mansion and we have um uh, Morgrain had just come down to speak with Margrain and Zalara <laughs> oh good that's not gonna be confusing at all I I he's named after his father it's a thing you know I, I thought I thought it'd make it hard on Alex because you know we've got Magnar, Margraine, and Morgraine. You know? Margraine, my my boy, what what brings you here? Uh, uh, it's nice to see you too, Father. Um, the, okay. Well, I'm always a... happy to see you, but yes, um, um, I was awoken in the middle of the night. Um, of course, your mother's ecstatic to see you, but what um, what couldn't wait a few more hours? Um, so so both of my uh, other companions, uh, and I'll, I'll motion to Zalara. Uh, Zalara is one of my traveling companions. Uh, we, we were we were on a mission. Uh, my two other friends have been uh, arrested, uh, and I feel it's unjustly uh, by Ali Sanguana. Uh, she arrested my my two friends. Uh, I thought the best way to proceed was to uh, talk to Killian. Uh, Killian has no uh, he had no clue about this, and I I felt my my next best thing would be to talk to you. And so your friends were arrested here in the city. Yes, yes. We were uh, we were staying at the Case of Joy, and they were they were taken in the middle of the night and arrested at, uh, under under uh, Callie's 
order. Mm, well, that does not seem right. Uh, oh, it is a pleasure to meet you. And he holds out his hand to you, Zalara. Hello. It's good to meet you as well. And he smiles at you, shakes your hand very warmly. Um, you can tell he's um, kind of a maybe a, a stern man, a serious man, but not an unkind man just by the look in his eye. Hmm. Well, we have, um, we should call the council together. This is not something that is done. Um, that is, uh, they did nothing. Yes, let, let me call the council together. This is not something that we can let stand at this point in time. Uh, this is a precarious situation, I'll have you know, though. I, I, uh, I've realized that. Um, we've, we've been in one precarious situation after another, um, so. Oh, really? Yes. Um, as you can tell, everything, uh, everything in the world is going to hell right now, so, uh, we, we have been trying to remedy the situation. Oh yes, poor Luxor. Uh, just one example of... Many of the merchants have talked about other things out there that have stopped some of their caravans. And, uh, yes. Obviously, business is not going the way any of us would like it at this point. Yes, uh, we were we were there when the when the surge came out of the mine. It was mm. something. Really? Yes. So Laura just kind of looks at Margraine like, what? <laughs> Interesting. Well, yes. Um, yes, we will have an emergency meeting. Please, uh, I'm sure your mother will have some food ready for you. I, w- I will make sure to have a runner go, and we will connect with the rest of the council uh, and discuss this. Yes, um, okay. I will let you know that the chances of the Jarl, uh, and he looks at you, Zalara, his name is Port Jimbeck. Um, for Port to actually side against the Queen, he'll need more than just my word. Uh, there are some other members of the council that might need some convincing. Yes, um, I, I, I plan on it. Um, I think there's a lot of information that people aren't taking into account. Well, you'll need some allies, and I don't think one good speech will do that. Um, obviously, your your sister Nora's husband, Kane, is on the council as well, and I'm sure he will back you as, as well. But the real players are Kaya Granite, um, and you recognize the name. She is the kind of considered a, a, sort of the matriarch of the town. Um, okay. she's uh, She owns the largest brewery there, Granite Brewery, and also owns the largest com- uh, competing mining company to Luxor's, which is the Granite Mining Company. Um, So she's kind of a rival to your father, uh, you would say, at this point in time. Okay. Uh, So if you get her on on your side, I know that she has, quite frankly, trumped us in the red-silver market and has some good ties with the Queen of Ilma. So she could pull, have some pull in that direction. And of course, Poet being a man of of tradition and history, his most trusted advisor is Grinder Frostforge. And of course, Grinder is the priest of of um, Gramish, who is, of course, the ancient dwarven god. Now, most people in the city do pray to Theos and uh, St. Allegis, which is, of course, what attracted you to them to begin with, but there still is a very large temple in the city, and everybody does uh, kind of have reverence for it because it is their history. Um, and, What's that uh, god's name? Gramish, G-R-A-M-I-S-H. And the priest's name was uh, Grinder Frostforge. Correct. That much I call. If you were to convince him as well, any speech you made will be almost sure okay. to have sway over poor. If you convince one or the other, I, I think you still have success as well, but maybe not as much. Okay. I would recommend speaking with them as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate the, the help, Father. Um, Don't worry, I- we are 
politicians, unfortunately, we've all become something of that. This will be a quick meeting on the political scale. It will not be a quick meeting as in the next few minutes. You have time to rest your feet and okay. have some um, tea or water or, or ale, of course, um, and stay for a few minutes. At least talk to your mother. You know how she misses you. And you being an adventurer like her, I'm, I'm sure she'll she'll be thrilled to hear some of your exploits. I, yes, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she will. I, I apologize for not being able to write. Uh, it's it's been it's been quite a few weeks. I understand. I understand. Um, but uh, I will get a runner going, and uh, you know, please do stay and and, and, and welcome, young lady. It's, it's it's very nice to meet you, um, Zalara. Was it? Yes, it is good to meet you as well. Yes. And then um, Alvin comes in with uh, a, a couple of uh, it looks like glasses of to use Zalara beer, but of course, what they would be calling dwarven water. And then <laughs> um, then comes Tordred, uh, who is Margaret. Side mother note, comes are they the- both actual dwarves mom yes. and dad yep okay <laughs> what yep they're, they're very dwarven <laughs> they're dwarves <laughs> Okay, we're going to cut to outside the embassy. Uh, you guys had just run out. You heard the half-orc yell that uh, you had actually murdered those two guards that you saw him murder and for people to get him. So there are two guards in front of you. Um, there is a 12-foot uh, uh, wall in front of them and a closed gate. Um, now, you could... So uh, that, that's basically the situation at this point. So you know there are going to be guards coming out of the embassy itself. You have two guards in front of you and the gate. What do you guys do? Actually, you know what? Let's have a little fun here and give me an initiative roll. Right. So, uh, Alex, from where I'm standing, can I see the street? Um, yeah, yeah. You guys can see the st- street. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry, because the wall is there, so you can't see the street itself. You know it's on the other side because you can see. I mean, you know the street's there. You can see the other houses up there as well. So, okay. But it's, so it's a solid day. Does the gate look really sturdy. Um, it's it's made out of wood. It looks sturdy. I mean, you know, it's not, but it's not like what you guys saw. Um, I'm sorry. It's not like the door that you guys saw in the uh, um, in the cell. You uh, just I'm, I'm, I'm more just wondering, does it look thunder waveable? <laughs> well, I mean, everything's thunder waveable if you believe in yourself. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> All right, so. The uh, half-orc comes running out and says, There they are! And uh, he fires two arrows, one for each of you, and it, both arrows fall short. Um, it is now your turn, Hibonite. How far away am I from the gate? You are 50 feet away from the gate. 50 feet, okay. And if I was to do 30 feet and then dash, how far from the gate to the nearest soldier that's between me and that currently? The uh, nearest soldier is at the gate, so they're about 50 feet away. So, yeah, you can get there. Okay. Um, but if there's two guys there, I don't want to be punched in the face, ideally. Stay behind the shield. You've got no healing uh, right now. I know. I know. Um, we're outside now, so I don't want to do anything to just burn people alive. That's not going to look good for us. No, that's going to reinforce what they don't like. <laughs> I know. That, that's that's the issue. Like, Hibbert and I would understand that as well. Dude, burning people All alive in the street needs- has never gone wrong for you before. <laughs> Self-defense, though. I will, I will keep saying that until they hang me. <laughs> Might not have to wait long. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so does it look like there's a... Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to move 30 feet forward, and I will scorching ray the gate. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, um, you know, go ahead and cast it. You, unless you critical fail, you're not going to miss it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I think it can, I think it has to do three separate hit rolls because it's, it's like magic three missile. different beams. Okay, yeah, three separate. So, I, uh, so yeah, I'm assuming that's all three hit, and that's uh, so 24, 20, 16, and twenty five to hit. I'll hit total of fourteen plus eight. 
22 fire damage. Okay. Right. Okay, so you do some fire damage to it. It is flaming. Um, both the soldiers kind of freak out a little bit, um, but it's not their turn to do anything. It is Magnar's turn. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So he's only 30 feet away, right? I mean, uh, you only move 30 feet, so... Yeah, yeah I move 30 feet forward. But, so. All right, I'm going to run forward, Get just get in front of him, so um, not, not overtake him or anything, and then... Uh, ready a d- d- oh, what kind of weapons do they have? Swords or uh, they're carrying? They're both carrying a short sword and a hand crossbow. Okay, so I'm gonna ready a dodge, and I'm gonna say I suggest you move, and I, I'm gonna act like, get in the stance that I'm about ready to charge that door. So. Okay, so uh, both of them run up and swing at the big guy Magnar, rolling with disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, because the one that was not disadvantaged would have been a crit. Um, so a 13 misses, or yep. not with your... No, it still does, I think. Okay. Could still wear my stuff. Right, and an 8 also misses. So they both come up, swing, swing, and miss. We go back to the top of the turn order. It is the half-orc, and he yells... Die, murderers, and fires, and fires, and... Okay, and then he shoots arrows um, accidentally into both of the Kalendor soldiers that are attacking Magnar. Uh, both are still standing, but both have wounds. It is now your turn, Hibonite. Um, so, uh, if I was to move towards the gate, would I take any attacks opportunity? Um, yeah, you would, because you're going to have to go around Magnar, so either way you're going to take one. Okay, that's probably okay. okay. They're not, not going to do an instant kill, are they? It should be fun. I'm going to risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. All right. So I'm going to move towards the gate. Okay. Uh, one does swing at you with a short sword. 12. Does that hit? That misses. All right. He swings wildly. He just got shot by his buddy. Um, so he's not feeling great about that. All right. We're going to go to you, Magnar. Uh, oh, wait. No, it's still your turn, right? Yeah. yeah. I've still got my action. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm going to get to the gate and uh, thunder wave it. Oh, nice. Okay. So there's the roll. All right, and it fails its current save. That's good to hit. So it it takes 14 points of thunder damage, but I think more importantly in the situation, there's a 300 foot foot audible audible boom of thunder. Okay. And as soon as the thunder sort of fades out a bit, I'm going to shout, We are wrongfully imprisoned and trying to escape. Please help us. (laughs) All right, um, go ahead and. Okay. Let's go ahead and for that, <clears throat> we're going to do a D100 roll to see if anybody heard that. Um, you have a 20% chance of anyone hearing that. Would you want it to be the top 20 or the bottom 20? Um, let's go top 20. Okay, anything 80 or above? 30, <laughs> 39. All right, so you're pretty sure that nobody heard anything. Um, and the door is looking ragged, but it's still standing. The gates are. All right, we're going to go to you to now, Magnar. All right, um, so I'm going to use my attack to shield check the guy and try to shove him down, okay. one, one of the guys. Okay. Um, so that, I think it's just a strength check, basically. Okay. Um, let me double check how that works. Yeah, it's, I think it's my strength versus theirs. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> 15? Probably not with a 13. Ooh, nope, not because he did roll yeah. a 15. So, you run the, the, the big door into him, and he kind of, uh, you know, he's a wiry guy, but one filled with grit, so he just kind of bounces it back into you, and you guys are at a, a standstill and impasse. You're not gaining any ground. You're not losing any ground. Okay. Um, could I still attempt to run past him, though? 
Yes. With like, okay. So I will. No, I'm gonna. Um, you remember, if you're gonna hold the door, you, your your movement is cut in half. Oh shoot. Okay. Oh, that I probably couldn't have even got to Hibonite. So. Um, well, from here on, you were just okay. so filled with rage and you know yeah, wanted to protect so. your friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of rage, I should have done that first. Uh, well, I can't really do anything. Uh, I, I can still move past. So I'm gonna, if I can, position it since I have the giant door in front of me. So could I position it so I could only take. Uh, attack of opportunity from one, or would I still hit both? Yeah, I'll say you can do that. Both. Okay, so I'll do that, um, and yeah, and basically run backwards towards the door, more or less, the gate. Okay, so you swing it around and basically run backwards toward the gate. Um, it is... No, it misses. He misses. Um, right. Because partial cover is what, negative two? I actually don't know how cover works in this game. can't remember. So. Um, we'll say it's negative two right now, because I believe that is the I case. Think partial cover is plus three to AC and... Oh, plus three to plus AC? Five, okay. I think. I believe that's the numbers. Either way, uh, they rolled a 15, so at, um, you know... At plus with, three. Plus three, so. plus two, it doesn't really matter. It's, uh, yeah, yeah uh, it bounces off the door and misses. So, okay. Um, and you make your way to the door, or to All the right. gate. And I'll be, like, positioned so I can block Hibonite from getting shot or anything so, okay as well right so um both of them angry now come charging towards you with the short swords drawn and one jabs his sword into your door shield and it snaps in two the other one swings at you and a 13 misses correct correct and all right that covers helping you out a lot right now um <laughs> but he does get to swing again and, <laughs> and a uh, 23 does will sw- swing past he basically jabs with the short sword it goes through that little window in the door and you take 11 points of damage oh my gosh all right I got a crit. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was like, is this guy like level 10 or something? No, 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 no. I just got a crit. Um, okay. And so we're going to go around to the front and um, you hear the half orc yell, get out of my way. And he comes yelling. You see him charging toward you and he's going to slam his whole body into your door. Give me a, a strength roll if you're going to resist it. Oh yeah. Crit 26. <laughs> All right. I rolled a 23. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he comes running up, slams into the door and you kind of he bounces back um and you hear him as he like leans his head again into the door just trying to grind against it and he says trying to push you back get out of here and it is now your turn hibonite could blast them or i can blast the door again to the door man yes i see the door i'll blast the door with another thunder wave and that is uh i'm assuming it fails this constitution save yes yeah. <laughs> it takes eight thunder damage and there's another 300 foot audible boom of thunder Okay. In this underground place. Well, oh. We're not underground, though. No, no, no. You guys are out in the oh, no. courtyard now. You're out in the city. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. This is the gate that'll lead out to the street. So the flames engulf the door even more. It's definitely coming apart, but it's not It's not down yet. Um, you start to hear some people uh, making noise out in the street as though this this boom has uh, maybe woken some people up or gotten them outdoors at least. I, I, I will shout again. We are wrong for the imprisoned and trying to escape. Please help. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you another D100. Um, this time, you will have a 50% chance. So you, you want it higher low. Again. Hi again. Yeah. Okay, I rolled an 80, so yes. Somebody has heard you yell that. Um, and you, you do hear somebody, oh, what's going on out there? Blah, 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 blah. Please encourage me. Um, all right, so <laughs> it is now your turn, Magnar. All right, so I'm going to 
All right, I guess I'm gonna sh- gonna kind of leave the door leaned against the half orc guy, and then I'm gonna turn around and just try to burst through the the gate. Okay, nice. Go ahead, and uh, you do that, and he falls down immediately. Um, and you see as he falls down, he kicks his feet fly up, and he kicks both the the Kalador soldiers in the growing. Uh, so they both kind of grab themselves and are hurt. <laughs> you go and run into the door. All right, this is a um, just give me a strength save. All you have to do is a DC 10, and you'll be able to break through it. Uh, him and I did a lot of damage to it. So just uh, go ahead and give me a strength save. Alright, I'm gonna rage because I need to get out of here. <laughs> okay. So, because um, that'll give me advantage on a 16. Okay. Um, Alright, you go ahead and you run. Uh, Hibonite, you see your friend scream and uh, his giant 8 foot tall body burst through the door. Uh, flame explodes around him and out into the street as he comes running out. Um, there are some dwarves in the street who, you know, the lady grabs her chest and says, oh my word. And uh, we will cut to you guys back <laughs> Back in uh, Magnar's man, or Ma- we'll cut yeah, you guys back. My mansion. <laughs> we'll cut you guys back in Margraine's mansion. Okay, and uh, we've got like refreshments and stuff. You said yes. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Um, yeah, we'll we'll sit back, you know, have a little bit of refreshments, you know, speak to mother a little bit. That would be nice. Well, they do this because, you know, we got to wait for the meeting and everything, you know, Uh, (laughs) there's no urgent matters. They're not doing anything stupid, trying to break out of prison or anything like that. So, um, Zalara, do you have any questions or anything for Margarine's parents? Um, yeah, but I don't know that I want to ask all of them in front of Margarine. Oh, (laughs) my God. Anyway. I can, like, get his mom off to the side and be like, so, what a lovely home you have. This is really nice. Oh, thank you very much. It, uh, uh, I, I'd love to take credit for it, but, uh, really, it, it's his father's family. Morgrain is, um, you know, comes from a long line of very successful men and, and is one himself. And, and uh, honestly, uh, his mother did most of the decorating. Oh, so this is a family home. Okay. Oh, yes. So, yes. um... When was Margraine born? <laughs> uh, when was he born? Um, yeah, like what's his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she gives you a date. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I whatever. don't know his birth date, but I assumed he was in like probably like 30 because dwarf years, you know. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so about. Um, how, how does that translate to halfling years again? Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, they, they live shorter than dwarves, for sure. Uh, that, that's kind of what I'm getting are at. shorter. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, yeah. I gave I'm, birth to him. Uh, it was a glorious day. I had uh, <laughs> been out with... Um, <laughs> I've been out with the, the you know, the Cavalian himself, the Wizard of the West. Me, he and he and my troops, uh, you know, uh, old uh, Clive and Juliet. Um, they were just such a, a, a adorable halfling couple. And then, of course, there was Lang and and uh, Tamika, the uh, the elves. And uh, yeah, we were out adventuring. And of course, I had been with Morgrain beforehand. And uh, whenever a Cavalian had first come to uh, Durnholm, and, and uh, he didn't want to travel with with me, so we said, you know what, I, I need to live my life. And uh, so he uh, he understood, and he said he would uh, wait for me, and of course I would adventure and see the world and uh, marry him when I come back. But uh, of course, you know, as young lovers do, um, before I left, uh, you don't always wait. And then uh, nine months later, there was Margrave. It, it was it was something to it was a burden to bear out there on the road for sure. I can only imagine that must have been really difficult. Mm-hmm. How did you manage to adventure with such a large troop? 
I mean, in a way, it was easier, you know. We had to go out, and uh, uh, of course, you know, in, in those days, we'd, we'd uh, look for, we'd follow Cavalian as you would. Um, everyone knows him, and uh, we'd follow him around. And of course, we were we were heading down south to, to seek out the gates that he had found, and and um, mm. um, you know, Margraine was born, and and of course, it was. Uh, and, and and eventually I came back. Eventually I came back with Margraine, and um, I met up with Margraine again. And I said, "Here's your son," and uh, it's been a happy life ever since. <laughs> yep. I don't want to broach anything further, <laughs> um, but I'm really, really confused now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, so, mother, uh, with with everything going on. Uh, does the city have any information that I wouldn't have? We've we've heard that the surge and these red demons have come round, and that's why the city was locked down. Yes. Um, is that 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 all the information that you've heard about it? As far as I know, at this point, you know, I let your father handle most of the uh, things in the outside world. At this point, I've done my adventuring, and now I just like to stay here in a warm and cozy home. Uh, I do miss you, children, of course. Um, and, yes. Uh, but uh, well, I, yes, I seem to have taken after you, mother. I, uh, been doing a lot of adventuring lately. Uh, it's been rather eventful. Oh, that's so good to hear. You were my first, and, and the majority of your brothers and, and sisters followed suit. Uh, uh, Naral and Kilvar and Helia and Yildi. Um, they all, uh, they all actually, um, they found Kavalian as well, and they're following him, uh, out west. Uh, he's found some of this, um, uh, plant that, uh, he is, he's bringing here, and they're following their fortune, helping him transport that across all of Thelmer. So, Kavalian is a merchant dwarf? Oh, he's not a dwarf. No, he's a man. Is is he the guy from the from the dinner? The and, same guy with the plant? Um, you'll you'll see more grain come up and, and say, uh, uh, um, well, um, and that is who you think of. Um, okay. But uh, he'll say, uh, now, uh, uh, Tordred, you, you know that's not Kavalian. Um, that's a gentleman named Abernathy. It's a different man. Um, he looks at uh, Uzalar and says, yeah, you'll have to forgive her. She gets She gets confused sometimes. Oh. You don't say. Oh, <laughs> is that so? I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, Abernathy. Yes, yes, Abernathy. He's uh, he's got this uh, wonderful plant, um, which is uh, smokable. Yes, yes. Actually, I'm I'm rather aware of it. Uh, we had we had dinner with him at uh, Delacroix's castle. Oh, oh, oh. yes. Wow. And he he smiles at you with some pride. Uh, hearing that name it definitely means something obviously to to him um that you were hobnobbing with people of that ilk yes um it was it, it was rather soon after the the surge came out of the mine um he requested to, to meet with us and and my my two my two friends about what had happened uh, it was a rather interesting dinner uh it's there's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on on there uh we got to we got to meet the general and everybody it was oh really the general Yes. Wow. Uh, wow yes. Just a few short years, you've come a long way. Uh, I, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, if if I'm being honest with you, uh, Father, I think, I think it's the generals doing that. My friends are in prison. Really? Yes. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it because he's my dad and I'm comfortable with him. Um, I, I don't think he's everything that he, uh, he appears to be. Oh, yes. Really? Well, most often men aren't. 
I've I found that uh, it's, there's been a lot of men who have turned out to not be what I thought they were lately. Uh, yes, and it's your mother has gotten up to uh, kind of walk toward the kitchen, and you hear her humming to herself. Dot dot toddy man comes. Dot dot oh, toddy man crap. comes. Uh, mother, uh, oh, where, where where did you hear that? Not a, what? Uh, toddy man. Uh, toddy man comes. Uh, that song I used to sing to you when you were a little boy. You don't remember that? No. Do I? No. Uh, no. <laughs> In the land no? of the dead, the totty man rides. Tot tot totty man comes. Uh, no, I, I, I don't remember it. Uh, and, and, and where did you learn it? But, I, it's an old song. It's an old dwarven tune. And, and more grain comes up. He's like, now, um, uh, Tordred, uh, you're getting confused again. Um, no, no, father. Uh, this is, this is important. Well, um, yeah, look, um, there's been... Honestly, some of the the followers of Gramish have become a little more uh, exuberantly. And, I see. Um, it's, it's something they've been singing. I'm not sure why. Apparently, uh, Grinder has found something that has really got them excited again, uh, and, and they've been singing it in the streets. Um, I'm not sure what it means or why, but uh, I'm sure that's what she heard. I I would I would be careful about it, Father. Uh, I don't know if you are aware. Uh, those red demons. Uh, they're not demons. They're men. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, we we encountered them uh, shortly after the the mine uh, collapsed. Uh, we we encountered uh, some apparent red demons who took who took villagers from a town, and uh, they were turning the villagers into more like them. Uh, they they had no recollection. We we barely made it out. Um, two of our other companions died. In, one of our other companions died in the process of uh, rescuing the remaining ones. I, I don't know what's happening, Father, but uh, as far as we can tell, there are there are old magics alive in the world. That is what they're saying. I know. Uh, I know there's been discussion about that within the council and, and obviously within the church itself. So we are. It's something to think about. But you, you know, you're sometimes she just gets confused. Yes. But, uh, I know that uh, Canton, Canton Elder, the. And you know that to be the the dwarf cleric of St. Allegis here in town. Um, he has said that the church, and I'm sure you're aware of this as well, is, has had some concerns. Um, and that the Grand Abbot has actually reached out from across the mountain range to express his concerns with all this magic that everyone's doing hither and tether at this point in time. It is something to be concerned with. Yes. Uh, well, if you guys didn't know, I think it's I think it's good information about the, the demons. Uh, I don't know if there's any saving them. Um, I, I, I hope there is. I really do. But they're all regular people not doing it they're there against their will they, they become something else why don't you help your mother in the kitchen for a second I'd, I'd like to have a word with your friend here okay and yeah I'll take I'll, I'll go come on mother let's uh let's go you can you can show me what what's changed uh, yeah I'll follow her so Zalara y- yes I'm assuming you have some questions <laughs> just a few <laughs> You you realize he's a halfling, right? I know, yes. Okay. W- what happened? Well, some of what my wife said was true. We grew up together and we were young lovers. Um, couldn't be torn away from each other for a moment. I was doing very well in Luxor's business. My father was uh, very high up in the organization. and I had earned my way up to uh, for him to actually sell me his seat in the organization. So I, w- I was coming up my way. And what she said is true. This traveler named Kabalian. 
a very charismatic came and he had in tow with him a, a couple of halflings, a couple of um, a wood elf and another elf as well. And um, they were on off to some grand adventure. He said he needed somebody uh, from Dernholm. And that, uh, hmm. yes, and he said something about in the uh, infinite paths, uh, there's always someone from Dernholm. I, I didn't really follow it at the time. I, I thought he was something of a quack and much more focused on the business as us. But sure. Tordred was, she was uh, enraptured. Uh, the idea of the outside world was intriguing. She was an adventurous young lady. It's one of the things that drew me to So I, I decided to stay here, and she decided to travel off. And, and she arrived later. She was different. She came back on her own, and uh, she had this young halfling baby in her arms. I honestly assume it's, it's from that young couple. Uh, I don't know much of what happened to them. She won't tell me that after all these years. Mm, and uh, okay. she loved the baby, and I loved her. So eventually I loved the baby. Now he is my son, Margaret. That's very kind of you, to accept him like that. Well, like I said, I, I love her, and I love him. So, he, um... Sam's tearing up, I can see. <laughs> I'm very emotional right now. <laughs> he knows the truth as well, but won't accept it. Uh, oh, so he does know. I believe so. Maybe not, but, um... He I th- swears up and down he's a dwarf. So I, I know that you know, and I think that he knows, but it's probably best just to play along. When the time is right, I, I, I think he'll see who he is is wonderful without needing to be a dwarf. He's been my savior on a couple of times. So, yes, he's he's been a good adventure buddy. <laughs> and he smiles and says, well, that pleases me to hear. Um... We will do what we can to help your friends, your traveling companions. Um, Do you need anything from me at this point in time? Honestly, if you could get them out as quickly as possible, that would be best. Um, I'm afraid that whomever is aiming for them... I've only been with these guys for a few... Maybe, what, a week? Two weeks? A week, yeah. A week, yeah. A week. A little bit over a week, yeah. I've only I've only met up with them recently, um, so I don't know most of what Margraine was talking about, but it sounds like there are forces at work that... Um, just want them out of the way and if we can keep them safe from that that would be fantastic we will i will do what i can but i need you to make sure that you are getting like i said grinder is acting peculiar based on whatever discovery he's made and um kaya is she doesn't like me very much we are competitors in the mining market so but if you can convince them and then convince just as long as you can convince them and, and give a convincing speech at the council do more than just show up i believe that this shouldn't be an issue at all as long as nothing crazy has happened at this point in time. And so we'll cut to out on the street. Margaret is just, or Magnar has just burst through the door which is now in pieces, flaming pieces around him, Hibonites behind him. You've got the two Kalimdor soldiers who are grabbing their uh, crotchal areas in pain and of course the uh, half-orc who's on the ground now tackling your old shield door. So what do you guys do? Uh, no Can one I... got hurt by the door, did they? Nope. Okay. I will message to Magna. Should we head to Margraine's dad's, whatever that might be? We, we don't know anyone here. Perhaps the dwarf at the gate could point us in the right direction. Um, unless he knows we've been taken or they t- that he turned us in. Not many people knew we arrived. We don't know anyone here. I'm sure if we ask to go to the inner city, and I'm, I'm going to be go wrong. running and pushing Hibonite in a, some direction if he's not moving. So just no, We are running. I'm just constantly oh, okay. casting okay. messages so we get this conversation in just our heads. Just want to make sure that we're not just standing there like idiots. So. Okay, because uh, you, you guys are coming from the embassy. 
as you are in the main drag, uh, you can head toward the inner city doors or to the gates of the city, what uh, gate to the outer city leading out to the, the rest of the country. Where are you guys going? I think we should head to the inner city. You lead, I'll follow. I'll run in whatever direction I think the inner city is. <laughs> okay. You guys head. Well, what, what do we know because of, I've, I mean, we could see it through the paddy wagon, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's are, in the mountain, okay. right? Yeah. You yeah, all you have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just head okay. toward the very large mountain range and you'll be okay. Um, so you guys head toward the uh, inner city. You see that um, people are starting to come out. The sun's fully in the sky at this point in time. Um, people are coming out through the, uh, you know, just coming out to get along on their daily business. Um, there is the front doors of the uh, inner city are open now. And um, you do see a couple of the stone guard, which are the, the dwarven guards, standing there at the door, but, um, you know, at the gates to the city. But that's all you see and you can see the city inside does it look like the, it's like a sentry like they're um, letting people in or they're just there to guard just in case something happens um, it, it, you don't see them stopping anyone else so as far as you know they're just there to guard in case something happens okay um, perhaps we should slow up and act natural and I'll look behind me real quick to see if anybody's giving chase all right, give me, in, in this case, either give me a uh, persuasion check. Or, persuasion? Yeah, to, because you're trying to look cool. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, you know, kind of blend in. Um, uh, Magdar, you are eight feet tall in a dwarven city, so you're doing this at disadvantage. Oh, okay. I rolled 16, my cool check. Seven. My other one was a nine, so. <laughs> All right. I, so, Hibonite. I, like, hunched, hunched down on my, like, trying to hunch down, but I'm still, like, seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hibonite, um, you look like you could be one of, you know, any of the number of merchants. I mean, obviously, this is a big trade center. There's a lot of money that's coming out, uh, in and out of the mountain. So, you could easily pass for one of the merchants in the area. Um, no problem at all. And Magnar is big, and everybody kind of looks at him and they're like, oh, so he's um, as he passes by. Um, so very conspicuous. But um, let's see. As you guys get close to the gates, you hear behind you, stop them! Stop them! They're murderers! And people kind of clear out of the way and you see a troop of about five calendar soldiers rushing toward you um, and the half-orc is kind of trailing behind them slowly. How close are they? Uh, they're about 60 feet away. And so you guys are basically where you're at right now. You could either, um, you could either dash and attack them or dash and make it to the inner city doors. Go into the doors. I want to dash to the inner city doors, but I want to dash to one of the guards. Okay. Um, so you I'm go. I'm going to dash just through the doors if I can. Okay. So um, the guards are kind of taken aback a little bit um, as you guys come rushing through. Obviously, a little bit surprised. Uh, Good go morning. Ahead, go ahead and give me a. Um, uh, let's see, an, a deck save or an acrobatics, whichever would be quicker or whichever is better Doesn't for matter. <laughs> 18. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Awesome. So, uh, Magnar, you come running through them before they have a chance to react and say, good morning, and uh, run right through. And then, Hibonite, you run right up to him and stop. And what do you do? Uh, those, those men chasing us are wrong for the imprisoned us in an underground cell. Pretty sure that's not legal in this city. Um, we're here for a person who's somewhat important inside the city. Could you help us? Oh, no. Silverbeard. As I'm Silver running beard. away. So- <laughs> <laughs> are you are you requesting sanctuary? Yes. All right, get in the city. And the two guards right, stand there the and cross their large axes, and you hear them fighting. You know, uh, let us through. You cannot enter here. We are we've offered them sanctuary in our city, and they're kind of going back and forth. Want to flip in the bird? Is that running away? <laughs> <laughs> 
was uncalled for. <laughs> They're dicks. They deserve it. <laughs> so we'll call it there. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of Beholder's Eye, Release and Revelations. Sorry about my outro quality last week. I was actually in my in-law's bathroom whispering, as I'm sure you could tell. At, uh, it was actually at the baby shower of my first child, so I kind of had to improvise. And uh, yeah, <laughs> apologize about that. Uh, hopefully things will be a little bit more smooth from here on out. Be sure to check out the podcast, The Service Desk, you guys. Our own Kim Metzger and her co-host Andrew tackle questions on technology from Facebook to passwords to malware. They put the cookies on the lower shelf for those of us who are lost in this William Gibson-esque reality we inhabit. So subscribe today. Once again, that's The Service Desk. Please subscribe and review Beholder's Eye on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. We actually have some five-star reviews. Best D&D podcast out there by Angry Adults. Definitely give this podcast a try. It's fun and exciting, humorous cast, fun adventures, and the DM is wonderful. I couldn't agree more. In Media Res and Better From There by Ray Deanne. With only a few brief lines of introduction, the show really begins in Media Res, throwing in listeners right into the action and immediately setting high stakes. The show often displays traits of audio drama, including seamless editing and supplementary music and sound effects. The cast comes across as confident in their art, which makes the story come across clearly as well. I will say, as a woman in gaming, it's nice to hear Zalara join the party. She brings a good dynamic, and I'm excited to see where the story goes on now that she's joined this motley crew. Very enjoyable podcast by Justin Sinks. Enjoyed this cast, very good chemistry and story. One of my favorite RPG casts. Love this podcast by Studley McMuffin. If you want real D&D, download and listen now. Your ears will thank you later. Thanks to everyone who did write a review. Uh, if you do write a review for us, we will, of course, read it on the air as we just did. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Beholder's iPod and our website, Beholder'sEyeCast.com. You can follow Ryan, who plays Hibonite, at DuffDuffTheThird, Finn, who plays Magnar, at Miro4D2, Kim, who plays Zalara, at MetsGirl, and Sam, who plays Margraine, at Samsalot007. All music by Incompetech. We Got Trouble, The Path of the Goblin King Version 2, The Descent, This House, Angavin, Teller of Tales, Curse of the Scarab, Our Journey Begins, are all by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash. Zapsplat.com did all of the sound effects. Please check the show notes for more details. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 